welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Hi, this is Mom Owned and Operated. I am Rita Suzanne, and today I have my guest, Leah Stein, with me. And today we are going to talk all about how Leah is able to run her business, raise her family, and remember herself. Thank you so much for joining me, Leah. Please tell us all a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. I am a homeschool mom of three. I'm an author of a children's book, and I have a business called Leah Stein Writing, where I repurpose podcasts into blog posts and write show notes. Mm-hmm. And you're homeschooling your three children, and how old are they? I have 18-month-old, 9-year-old, and an almost 13-year-old. Uh, and you know what I think about homeschooling and running a business and all of that stuff. Like You are definitely killing it, because as everybody knows, how hard it is to have your kids home and actually successfully run a business. Now everybody knows, right? They can, right. They, they can relate to what it's like. I have always said, like, I never wanted to homeschool. And I think these past couple of years just kind of reinforced that for me. So the fact that you're able to do that is, is amazing. So definitely uh, not an easy feat. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, like, do you have any tips on how to actually manage, you manage all of these things? Um, Honestly, sometimes it's chaos. Sometimes it's not. Um, But I've been working on some time blocking. Mm -hmm. So that tends to help where I tell the kids, you know, this is what time we're doing school. We 930 to to one. That is my time. You Mm -hmm. don't think you're doing anything else. Don't plan anything else. Don't try to do anything else. I have you for this time. And they have me for that time. I don't check my email. I don't do any work or anything. So that's our school time. If we get done earlier, great. If we don't, great. But either way, one o'clock, we're out. I love that because it gives you like some structure and it gives you that flexibility with your business so that you can actually get stuff done because... I know that when my kids were home, it was, I was working way too much and I I don't even think that I was working. I was just, you know, trying to work and then I would be interrupted and I would be trying to do the same task over and over and over because they were just coming in and asking me questions (laughs) and and wanting attention and everything, but I was so busy trying to work. So um, what did you do bes- before you started doing this before repurposing um, blogs? Well, actually I had my, I've had my business for three years. The first two years I actually did what it's kind of what I was comfortable with, um, which was marketing and working with real estate agents for their newsletters and social media flyers, blog posts, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good at that, but it just was not my passion. I want to write and I want to help people get their voice heard. I want to help businesses who are trying to help people get more people, get more clients through their door, through their website. Um, so I just relaunched in last August. But uh, before that, I, gosh, it was so long ago. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, 
man, before that, I actually worked as an assistant, a virtual assistant for a few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously that's so hard, you know, virtual assisting is really hard, but doing the podcast management is, is also, I know that you said that you love certain types of podcasts to listen to because they help you in addition to having a business around it. So tell right. us more about what type of podcast you actually love to um, work on. You know, I started out thinking, oh, I just want self-help, self-development podcasts. And, but then when you think about it, that really encompasses quite a bit mm-hmm. and, and I'm okay with that. So really I, anything that helps other people is what I want to work with. Um, yeah. If it's a business podcast that helps other people try to get their stuff together, that's mm-hmm. great. If it's a coaching business who, you know, she's, this person's co- a coach and is trying to help other people. That's who I want to work with. <laughs> so I really just want to help people help people. <laughs> right. Well, I'm like you though. Cause I like to, I'll go through these spurts of listening to certain types of podcasts and mm-hmm. then I will um, say, okay. And I'll, I'll, it's almost like I come into full circle, right. I'll yeah. start listening to this kind of maybe um, you know, health and wellness stuff. And then I'll start going over to business and marketing and, um, and then right back to health and wellness, but it's almost like I get obsessed with this one topic and then I want to move on. Right. I'm the same way right now. I have business like in my lineup, I have like three business ones and then I have a manifestation one and then I have a self-help one. So yeah, I totally And obviously like some of the stuff that you are taking away from the podcast, is it helping you to grow your business and to kind of like grow as a person? Oh, definitely. I love podcasts and that's, but I don't always have time to listen to them. I've Mm -hmm. I've actually had one that I've been working on about a half hour long and I've been working on it for about three or four days Yeah, because the kids talk a lot. (laughs) Unless I'm working, I can't have that quiet time to listen. So are you transcribing them and then, or are you just like manually having them transcribing, but listening so that you can do a good assessment and overview to rewrite the post? Like explain to us exactly how you do it and what is the benefit of having someone do it for you? All right. Well, I listen to every podcast because um, I think that's really important in reflecting somebody's voice because you can't really do that without listening to it. Um, so I listen to them and then I take notes as I listen. A lot of times I have to listen again to pull out the things I want to pull out the quotes or whatever it is. Um, and then I sit down, I make an outline just like in high school, you know, I'd make that outline of all my topics and then my subtopics. And and then I write from there, Mm -hmm. um, adding in quotes if needed or different things. If I need to have any additional questions, if it's something that I can't find on my own, I'll you know, reach out to the podcaster and be like, Hey, what did this mean exactly? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I give them the podcast or give the blog post. Uh, it's just time consuming. It, yeah. I mean, it takes me a good chunk of time to write a podcast. I mean, it's a half hour podcast. I'll probably take two to three hours to write it. And that's just writing it. That's not going back over it and editing it. That's not adding anything else. Right. And, um, you know, it's, if you're not a writer, a lot of podcasters aren't writers. And that's why, that's why, that's why we do podcasts because we'd rather talk. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, but it's really good for your SEO. Um, transcriptions are okay for, for that. And, you know, there are going to be keywords in there, but they're not intentional keywords. They're just there. Right. 
though, while you're getting SEO from that, it's not really the same thing. Right. And, and a lot of times when I know, at least for me, when I'm using the show notes and I'm just having the transcription come from Otter, I'm, I'll go through it and listen to it actually, because there are a lot of mistakes in it and nobody is reading my transcription. Right. I, I can't, I, I can't, I don't think that anybody would sit down and read that. Right. So if there was a blog post that summarized it, I like the ones too, that actually tell you the timestamp at this point, the person's going to talk about this subject, you know, that would I mean? be more in the show notes that like, but for me, I mean, if, if the client wants that, that's fine. But for me, for the show notes, this, the blog post is more for a standalone thing, like mm-hmm. go to that to read it instead of having to listen Listen in right um the show notes are where you'd put the titles and say okay this is where the timestamp. this is what time this was brought up this is the time because you don't want to go too much into it it needs to be a Mm -hmm. standalone thing that says you know this is Mm -hmm. the whole story without the repetition of a transcription without the ums and ands and buts and this and you know all the stuff that's in a transcription that you're like oh my gosh this is so boring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it does. It definitely doesn't translate the same. And so that's what I love about what you're doing, because you're summarizing it in a way that's actually helpful. And it, it helps take out all of that time wasted for someone mm-hmm. to sit there and try to read through a transcript, because I, that's why I'm saying I don't think that anybody's really going to read through it and be no. like, oh, this was a great takeaway from me, but it's good for SEO. And so that's why I tell people to include it yeah. in their posts. And that wouldn't even be bad to have in addition to the blog post, you know, no. it's like a hidden thing, how you have it on your, on your site. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the show notes, that's important too. You know, a lot of people don't have good show notes. You look, you can look and then read the title, but it doesn't really say what it's about. It kind of touches on it. Or there's like one sentence of a show note, which, okay, if you listen to the podcast all the time, maybe that's enough. But if you're trying a new podcast and you go in and you're trying to figure out what it's about with somebody with limited time, they don't want to listen to five, 10 minutes of the podcast. So only to find out that it's not what they wanted. Right. And now, okay, okay. I'm never listening to that podcast again, because exactly. I'm not going to be able to find what I want. Yeah. I, what I've seen is that a lot of people will have the summary of the post is basically like the title and the guest information. And then yeah. maybe their intro is yep. the, I've seen that. yeah. Like where they copy like their, their whole and over and over. And over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that like, I just don't even listen to it because I don't have the time to play with it and figure out, okay, what's really what I want. Yeah. So that's a very important for show notes. And I have a deal going right, right now too. Free <laughs> show notes with blog posts. <laughs> so, and then they can decide what is going to be, is going to work best for them right. and, um, and how much, how valuable it is. Because I think that that's important too. Um, a lot of people think, you know, I, so the reason why I started podcasting was because I didn't have time to write. And, and so I was thinking to myself, well, how can I create new content without sitting down to write? Because there was no way that I could focus on anything. And so I decided to do a podcast, but also for my personal business, what um, helped me was actually doing like walking around and doing like the voice notes and memo, you know, recording me speaking about a certain topic. And then I could take that and turn it into a post um, for 
for social media or even a blog and continuously um, modify and add it add to it. That's so interesting how different like we are. Like I, it would, I would never sit there and talk into a, a thing like that. <laughs> I would never do it. I would it would usually be right. like in conjunction with me, like exercising, like going out on a walk yeah. and doing it while I was doing that. But, um, a long time ago, one of my very first coaches, she taught me this technique that, um, she calls active meditation. And so what it would be is like, you would go out and do exercise. So for me, let's say that I went to the gym and I wanted to just burn some energy off. I would run and listen to music at the same time, but I would be thinking about a certain topic that maybe I wanted to uh, write about. And because I was always so blocked with my writing, I wouldn't have time. So she's like, okay, this is what you do. So um, after I would run, then I would just sit down and I could either voice note it real quick, or I would, I would be, I would no longer have the the block, the writer's block. And it was almost as if that process of running, listening and focusing helped to move me forward. And Hmm, so then I would walk and I would have, I would be able to look at the bullet points that I got from the active meditation and just elaborate on those. And that used to be my, um, practice, but you know, I have a lot of kids now and it just, it makes it hard because if I even try to go out on a walk, they want to come and walk with me Mm -hmm. and, you know, talk to me the whole time. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's just, it's challenging. Hi, it's Rita. I'm going to interrupt this episode and talk about today's sponsor. This show is going to be sponsored by eMeals. Later on in the episode, I ask Leah, does she have a tool, tip, resource, or suggestion for any new business owners? I think that this is actually beneficial to all. One thing that Leah mentioned was meal planning and how she found it hard to actually meal plan, but she does suggest it if you can start um, doing that for yourself. And one thing that I've used that I really love is emails. And the thing that I love the best about them is that you can pick a meal plan that works best for your family's eating styles. You can then export that to a shopping list, connect to your favorite grocer, and then schedule a pickup or delivery. Um, All of those things that just try to simplify your shopping experience and, um, So I love it and I hope that you do sign up and give it a try. If you do, please let me know. They have a two-week trial right now and you can check it out by going to my link, ritasuzanne.com slash emails. But first, we're going to go ahead and get back to the episode. So I want to know, like, what does an average day look for you now that you're time blocking? Like, tell us how is that working out for you? Is it helping you get more done and stay focused? Um, So far, I haven't done great with the time blocking. I did it a while ago and I did really good with it, but then I realized I was too structured. Mm -hmm. So I need to find a a happy medium. Right. Um, But as of right now, the the school time blocking is great. The kids have to get their chores done by two. If they get them done earlier than two, great. If they don't, they don't get allowance. Right. So, um, because they were taking just all day. 
Oh, what so I what I do with that, I'm sorry. To, no, but what I do is like my kids cannot have devices until they get their chores done. And that helps immensely, right? Because that's a huge motiv- motivator for the for them. Well, <laughs> see, I, I, I have my my youngest likes TV a lot. So he is actually not allowed to watch TV unless he does well in school. Mm-hmm. Because the allowance is tied to the chores. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to have it tied to the electronics too. Gotcha. So, but they're not allowed to have any electronics till the chores are done anyway, every Perfect. day. Perfect. Right. So once they're done with that, normally while they're doing their chores, either the, if the baby's napping, I have time to work. Mm-hmm. If she's not napping, then I wait till she naps and then I work. Um, right now she happens to be napping. So that worked out well, yeah. but every day is a little different with her naps. Um, and so normally I'll have anywhere between like one o'clock and like four o'clock. I have Mm -hmm. time to work on and off and get my stuff done that I need to get done, whether it's work or house stuff or whatever. And then dinner time. And then I whisk the boys off to wrestling, drop them off. And then daddy brings them home at eight. So I have from seven to eight when the baby's sleeping Mm -hmm. because she goes to bed at seven still, thankfully. (laughs) um, I, from that, I normally do the kitchen and then I work till they get home. And then when they get home, it's again, it's a whirlwind of snacks and showers Mm -hmm. and bedtime. And then I go to bed and get up at six. Well, what I'm not hearing is anything in there for Leah. Like what is Leah doing for herself? (laughs) You know, actually I just, just started focusing on this. I pulled my sketch pad out and everything yesterday. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to paint this week. Cause um, that's my me time. That's, that's my happy time. That's my happy place. And I pulled it out and I pulled up a picture of what I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint a deer. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it all ready. I was Good. like, out. I'm going to start this. So I've decided that I'm either going to do it one or two nights a week after the baby goes to bed. Mm-hmm. and make a point to make sure I get the kitchen and everything done before wrestling mm-hmm. or I'm going to do it during nap time okay. at least one or two days a week so that I can get that released because it's definitely my time where I could sit there and just think about all the things that I need to get off my mind and or not know, think really, about them right, right. like mm-hmm. I just go in and out and go away <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know that sometimes my self-care uh, is locking myself in my bedroom. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think that your self-care just really depends on, you know, what you need. And, uh, and I think that as moms, we kind of equate the self-care to doing an actual thing, but sometimes doing nothing is the best form of self-care that we can do. Actually, I did that. Um, I did a couple uh, last weekend. The boys went to a wrestling tournament with my husband all day. So mm-hmm. just me and the baby all day. And I literally didn't do anything. I sat on the yeah. couch all day. I watched TV. I do journal every day too. So yeah. that's a lot of me time. Exactly. I mean, but, that's uh, good yeah. for you too. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. So that, that definitely helps me a lot is journaling. And uh, sometimes I do it right before bed and mm-hmm. sometimes I do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. But, so do you think that some of the podcasts have helped like instill some of the self-care rituals? Oh yeah, definitely. Your- definitely. Mm-hmm. It definitely encourages me to, to do it more because I feel like, you know, it's the right answer. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to really start taking that internal care of myself because all of that feeds everybody else. Right. If right. I wake up grumpy and angry and 
frustrated and stressed out. The, the kids are grumpy and angry and stressed out and frustrated. And, yeah. you know, and then it's just a tornado. A cycle, of- right. <laughs> it's terrible. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I, it's, it's hard, but I think that hard, we have to do it. Right. The self-help and the journaling really helps with that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's any one lesson that you learned from starting your business that you can share with everyone? Yeah. Um, try to figure out what you really want to do and take the leap before waiting till you do stuff you don't really want to do for so mm-hmm. long. Cause I, I spent those two years doing something I didn't really enjoy to, cause I was scared. Right. And you know, when you think about what's the worst that can happen is what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. I could fail. Okay. Then I but do then it. Again. There's a lesson to learn. And <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Then you do it again. You try something else. You take chances. And that's, that's probably my biggest advice is take the chance, take mm-hmm. the leap, do what you love, try to find what you love so that when you do work, you like it. <laughs> right. right. And I think that that's the thing um, that a lot of people don't realize when they first start their business, they think that it's going to be this way, but they have to, you know, all almost always, I see people pivoting um, within the first two years of starting their business, right? Because you start out doing this. And then once you start working with other people, you realize, well, I don't really love that thing so much. I actually enjoy um, this over here, but a lot of times people are afraid to pivot because that income can decrease right. and that whole new thing of like, well, I've been known, like, for instance, for me, like I've been known as a, um, a web designer for so long. And so for me, pivoting into teaching is what I love to do, but it's really hard for me to make a complete transition over there because I'm still trying to figure out like, well, how do I make these two things fit together? Because they are related, but it's, it's hard because you're like second guessing yourself all the time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I still have two of my old clients, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay with that because they're, they're not both real estate. You know, it's one real estate. She's been a longtime friend of mine. So I'm okay with that. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, I don't want to take any on any new clients of, of that caliber. Yeah. And I think that that's a good tip too, is like not to feel like you need to just abruptly rush into the thing that you're transitioning right. to, but like to abandon actually, everything. yeah, because that will cause a lot of stress, right? There's right. a lot of pressure inside of that. Um, okay. So if you met a new mom, this is our last question. If you <laughs> met a new mom, um, well, not a new mom. If you met a mom who wanted to start her own business, what um, other advice would you give her besides to like leap into the new thing? Make things easy on yourself. Use your crock pot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, use this pressure cooker. You know, sometimes it just happens. You take forget to take the meal out of the freezer. You know, if you can meal prep, do that. I don't do that, but because um, I forget. <laughs> but. Like that's a big thing is the the meals for me. That's a, that's a big struggle and being prepared for them and having a meal plan. Mm-hmm. That's like a huge difference for me being home with the kids all day, because even if you're not home with the kids all day, they're still going to expect right. breakfast. They're still going to expect dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have to pack their lunch or give them money for lunch, whatever it is. So meal time, I think is a big stressor that doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a stressor. Yeah. Um, 
And then the other thing is to take care of yourself, do the things that you want to do. Don't just focus on, you know, when you have kids, sometimes they take over your identity and it might take a while to get back out of that, which it did for me, but you know, it took me a while to find myself again. And, but here I am and I'm moving forward. So that's a big thing to focus on is try to remember who you were before kids and try to fit, pull the things out that you really liked about that and Mm -hmm. focus on those and grow them. Love that. Um, and I love that it's, it's overall, you know, helping you, you know, helping other people to grow as like how we're able to juggle all of these things, because, um, being a mom takes over your identity, but then owning your own business can take over your identity. Right. And a lot of times people use their business as this is, this is what I do. I enjoy it. I love it. And they think that that's a form of self-care, but it's really not, you know, cause mm-hmm. even though you're feeding into your purpose, you still need to feed into yourself and you don't have to be your business. Right. Um, okay. So Leah, where can we find you and you know, where are you hanging out? Um, well, I am on Facebook and Instagram under Leah Stein writing and my website is leahstein.com. Um, I do have, my book is on Amazon. If you're interested in that, it's called a boy and his butterfly. Love that. What's that about real quick? That is about a monarch's, but a monarch butterfly from egg to butterfly. Um, but kids, we've always had a butterfly garden and we've always raised the eggs. And Mm -hmm. so it it was really inspired by them. And I actually did the art too. Cool. And, um, the character's name is a combination of my boy's names, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, fun. And, um, yeah, so it's on Amazon. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Working on my um, And then your website is? Uh, LeahStein.com. And do you have anything free for I the do. audience? I have a freebie. It's for 10 ways to repurpose your podcast. That's actually on my website also. You can just uh, click on it on the top. And I do have a winter special going on right now for a few clients. Um, so if you're interested in that, that's on my website also. Perfect. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.